friends. Welcome to Tuesday, September the 20th, and today's episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. We're in Psalm 62, so open your Bible there and join me. And I was thinking as the opening was rolling, um, the the repetitive nature of the Psalms. Uh, We have been in this kind of situation in the Psalms about as often as you and I have been in distress over the last three years. Uh, These themes are repeating over and over and over. And I was thinking about the value of that. And why would God do that? Why would God emphasize the same themes over and over? Really, to preach the Bible is to be very repetitive. Um, You'll find the same themes all the way through. I was, uh, we're going through the Gospel of John on Sunday mornings at church. And we've heard Jesus preach a message in, well, John 3, basically to Nicodemus. John 5 uh, to the religious leaders at Jerusalem after he healed a man at the pool of Bethesda. John 6 in Capernaum after he fed the multitudes and calmed the storm. And now John 7 and 8 in um, in the temple grounds at the Feast of the Tabernacles on two different days. So we've heard Jesus now three, uh, five, six, seven, eight. This is five different messages of Jesus, basically exchanges, times where he's teaching. You know what he does? He emphasizes the same themes over and over. In some of the messages, he repeats himself multiple times throughout the whole chapter. Just in the section we studied Sunday, John 8, uh, verses 12 to 30, Jesus expresses, or probably forward past 30, but he expresses seven different times that he is not from planet Earth. So I guess the big takeaway for me in these kind of uh, observations is, uh, especially in David's observations, where he's taught us about waiting on God. He's taught us about God being his rock and defense. He's taught us about enemies that are coming after him and his soul waiting on the Lord and on and on these, these themes go. But the, the number one takeaway for me is that we are living the same life that David lived. And it is a lifetime journey of walking with God and pursuing God through the ups and downs, through the hills and valleys of the journey called life. And life will do in God's purposes what it does. But God is steadfast. He is unchanging. And our walk with him, our journey with him, is the one consistent thing, the one continual, unchanging reality in all that's changing around us, all that's changing about us, within us, our age, our life stage, all these things. It's all moving. But God is moving with us, and he's a fixed entity. He is a fixed resource. His purposes are unfolding We are on his timeline. We are in his hands. And the second component of this is that the Christian journey is not um, first, in its first iteration, it's not about a destination. It's about a journey. It's about a relationship we're taking together with God. And this relationship is going to bring us to the same places. Life is going to bring us to the same places over and over again when we're going to need to be reminded over and over by faith, in trust, to rest upon our God, to wait upon our God. And in those times, every single time, we're going to find him there 
We're going to find him present and active. We're going to find him faithful and real. And he's going to come through for us. And time and time again, we've seen God bring David through distressing, hard, difficult circumstances. And time and time again in this last three years together, he's brought us through hard, difficult circumstances. And God has just been faithful. And so the story that David wrote with all the collection of his psalms and those others that wrote psalms, but primarily David, the story that we see is a recurring human reality of pain and sorrow and grief and trouble and distress and emotional need. We need, we need. But the partner truth to that is in that human reality, we have a resource who is faithful. He is a person and he he loves us and he relates to us and he's with us. And we can call on him, we can go to him, we can rest in him. He is our resource. We go back to him over and over and over. This is why we, we applied this on Sunday in Jesus' metaphor, living bread. I can continue to come back and eat when I'm hungry. Live, I'm sorry, uh, bread of life, living water, uh, a stream flowing, uh, an abundant supply of fresh renewal. I can go back to that stream. Um, light, he, he continues to shine. Um, and pressing back darkness in our lives. So uh, I say all that to set up our reading today. We we read verses one and two. I want to read three and forward today. Truly, my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. So just an emphatic realization, declaration. David's preaching to himself. Now we pick up in verse three. How long Will you imagine mischief against a man? So he's talking to his enemies, um, and he's talking about himself. How long is this going to go on? And this is in a moment where he's waiting upon God, but waiting, as you know, is so, so hard. When you don't have the answers that you're looking for, and God's answer is wait, uh, that's, that's a tough one because you want the answers now. But have you ever considered how often we want answers now that we don't need now? Uh, we just want them. Uh, we just want to be able to put our minds at rest. And, and I think the reason God doesn't give us the answers when we don't yet need them is that uh, he wants us to, to begin the habit, to learn the habit of resting in him, not resting in the answers. Uh, resting on him, not resting because we think we know something. So God is in the habit of giving us answers on a need-to-know basis. But let me tell you something really important about your journey, and at least to my experience, my journey with God. I have never needed an answer. I mean, like imminently needed one at the moment that I need it when I haven't actually had one. Uh, God has never left me, just like he's never left me without a dollar to pay a bill or without a bite of food to feed my stomach. He has never left me without an answer when I need one. So David is musing a bit here. How long is this going to go on? How long are these people going to be let to rise up against me and fight against me and oppress me? And then he says, you shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall shall you be, and as a tottering fence. He recognizes that his enemies are doomed. 
Why is that? Why can he be so sure of that? Is it his self-confidence? He knows how strong he is. He knows how creative and how masterful he is at planning and fighting and what a great warrior he is. Is it because he, he slayed the, the giant Goliath? No. In fact, many times in David's life, he was flat out afraid. His confidence is in God. He saw God take that stone into Goliath's head. He saw God uh, take down the bear and the lion. He has seen God come through for him. More than that, he has God's promise. He knows that he's going to be the king and that God has established his throne. God's promised this to him. So anybody that comes against David is doomed because of the promise of God. And so it is, my friend. If God be for us, who can be against us? Uh, you can have, you can rest in the same confidence that David did. Verse 4, they only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. He's profiling his enemies. He's distinguishing himself from his enemies. He's saying the only reason they come together is to cast me down from my throne, from my reign, they delight, they take pleasure in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Hypocrisy, hypocrites, backstabbers, Selah. But David is recounting all of this um, to unpack. He's venting, essentially. That's what he's doing. He's venting to God. But he's doing this in the light of God's promises. My enemies are rising up against me, but they're doomed because my God is for me. So today, my friend, meditate on these things. If God be for us, who can be against us? So have a, have a great Tuesday, and we'll pick it up here tomorrow.